and welcome to Avio's Journey Podcast. My name is Anthony Pika, and this show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business and sidestep all of the crazy things that I seem to step on. I have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about how to speak conversationally. And as you know, this is a hot topic always, as us voiceover artists are often asked to do this over and over and over again. Even when, I mean, honestly, it doesn't even feel like we should be doing it, people say it. So this is a video episode that I did and uh, earlier last week, so I wanted to share that along with all of my podcast listeners. So enjoy. Let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. So uh, this is kind of continuing on with the voice acting tips and things that I'll be doing, uh, you know, coming out in the next couple of weeks as well with some courses. But if you stick around to the end, too, by the way, I'm actually going to give you um, some great tips on how to actually and you hear it a lot, but you get different you know, kind of feedback from other voice or other clients, you know, you don't exactly know, they don't exactly know. So I like to kind of define things by adjectives. Uh, We're going to talk about maybe tones, right? Different types of tones. So when you're thinking conversational, think of something that a voiceover that's approachable, something that's friendly, something that's sincere. You know, we dove into yesterday talking about dropping into that pocket and finding your money voice. But this one is more about that tone of conversational. That might be your money voice. But those are some great ways to describe it. Approachable, friendly, sincere, really, really kind of nails it down. But there's another part of this, and that is you can't neglect that it's also heightened life. So look, this is... This is probably one of those things where most people get confused with, especially new actors, is that when we are acting and when people say, hey, we want a conversational tone, we want you to be real, just be natural. Okay, they don't really want you to be natural. They don't. Okay, they actually want you to be yourself, but with a little caveat. They want you to be yourself showing the emotion, showing the excitement, the, uh, the, 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 the feelings that they want you to portray. But they want you to portray, portray it in a heightened manner as yourself. So it gets confusing because we think being natural means that we just, you know, just, just doing what we would normally have a conversation with. Well, that's not true. But they want us to come across using our own experiences, our own, you know, memories and everything from our life. So they want us to be us, but they still want us to show a heightened sense of life. So don't don't confuse conversational with boring or conversational with everyday talk. 
because all the conversational work I do, I don't go around to my neighbor and say, hey, it's good to have, you know, I, I don't talk conversationally like that to my neighbor. You're like, oh, it's the guy next door. Well, the guy next door doesn't do the Ford commercial like I do. He doesn't talk to me like that. So, you know, I think that's always kind of silly to me when people say that because it's not really true, but it's try it's people trying to define something that is hard to define, right? It is. So for us, I'm setting out today to help define this for us. All right. So also um, another thing that kind of confuses us and, and what it also conversational can mean is that it can mean different things, right? I, I mean, I just gave you three different tones, approachable, friendly, sincere. Could those all be described as one? Sure. But they also can be different because within conversations, there are many different types of conversations, meaning that there are going to be different types of tones, different types of reads that are conversational. Like, can you do, like, for example, could you do a conversational read where it's not as happy or upbeat as another one? Yes. Could you do a conversational read that is more inquisitive as opposed to, you know, one that is more um, determined to share a message? Absolutely. So you have all of this stuff that can be, you know, thrown into this conversational pod. So for us, it's important to really understand what it means, right? What the tones mean, the heightened life idea, okay? And that it can be many different things. All right. So let's move into practice. When should you practice it? I have a couple of different things here, and I want to give you these, and I recommend you use them. So for starters, they should be a part of your warm-ups every day. So I've come to uh, every single day warm up with some of my warm-ups after I do my general set of warm-ups. I will then do warm-ups that I've specifically created for my different tones, whether it's conversational, authoritative, um, nurturing, enticing, all the ones like I said, like I said, we were talking about yesterday too. I have warm-ups for these so that I can practice them a few times every single day, even if I don't use them within that day. Does that make sense? You can add them to your warm-ups. And there are specific things that I'm going to go over with today at the, the, the um, end of this um, of, uh, of the show today where I'm going to give you some actual tips on how to do it that you can incorporate that into practice. But it should be a part of your warm-up pattern. So I want you to define a clear warm-up pattern every single day. And you spend, you know, spend some time on creating this and then you know, add it to your warm-up routine. If you're not warming up every day, that's a mistake. You should be warming up from stretching your mouth to, you know, to your lips, to your voice, and then also your diction and your clarity as well as the different tones. This is a great thing for you to do every single day, and slowly but surely, you will get better. You will improve the way you speak. You will improve the clarity of your voice. You will also be able to improve you being able to differentiate between different tones, which will make you more marketable. All right? So that's the first thing when we talk about practicing. it. The second thing is before you go into a recording. So I do this a lot. Now, if I go and and this can be either working with someone, you know, over a phone patch or just recording, you know, by yourself doing a voiceover. 
if someone has asked me for a conversational style, I will actually do a few different conversational songs. So let me let me tell you what I do. I have a few sentences that I've made up. I've had a few um, uh, phrases and things that I've created that I have dubbed conversational. And what I do is, is I use those before I go into start to recording. I actually will start to say those a few times. So most people, for my conversational tone and my money, my money, you know, my my money voice, is when I dive into my Ford spot. I use it a lot when I go into conversation. You know what I mean? I will just whip it out and say it a few times before I start to recording. Like mornings aren't for everyone. Hmm, coffee's on. A brisk sunrise and a cool morning. Black top and green as far as the eye can see. It's where I belong. It's home. Forward, where you belong. Anyways, that's my that's that opening spot. I use that a lot before I actually go into recording, like like literally right before, so that it gets it just gets my mind, it gets my voice in that pocket. You know, I was talking about yesterday getting into your pocket, that place where you can actually feel that it's working right for you. Right, you're dropping into that pocket, that sense of I got this feeling with your voice. Everything's, you know, firing on all cylinders. That's a great way to do it. All right. Find that specific take, take a few moments, take some time, create. If you don't already have a conversational uh, sentence or phrase or a few words, say them before you go right into um, your read. Okay. The last thing is whenever you're driving alone, <laughs> so whenever you're driving alone or you're walking alone or you're doing something, sure, as people might think you're weird. Who cares? We're voiceover artists, all right? Um, half of people don't even know what that means. <laughs> but for us, for me, I find that in order to keep myself in my mind and my voice and the feeling of it, I actually do that. I actually will like just be driving around and be like, hey, this is you. Know, I'll do different things, you know. I'll do character voices. I'll do different tones that I'm trying out. I mean, it's our life, right? Don't be ashamed of it. Embrace it. <laughs> and, be, and what you'll find is, is it will help you, all right, the consistency Right, the repetition will help you, uh, con- you know, to keep it at the forefront of your mind and to get better at it. All right, um, okay. So those are definitely three ways that I recommend you practice it and you use it. Okay, all right. So now let's move on to where. Where should you use it? Okay. So when you, the first and foremost, right, the first thing that you would do is where you would use this is when a client specifically asks you for a conversational read. But just be aware. Just be aware that moving into the second one, so we just talked about, I just said directions, right, which is easy. They say, hey, we'd like you to, this is a conversational tone. But there's also the interpretation part of this. And that's number two under this, is it's important for you to interpret the script as you feel from your own perspective, it should be read, now, yes, you have directions from a client, but a lot of times, and I'll be honest with you, and I never say that we tell a client they're wrong, okay, you don't do that, we can use more tact than that, but a lot of times, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, they could be saying something, but yet it's not actually, it's not fitting 
what the the script is saying. And on top of that, you keep delivering to them what they're asking for, but yet they keep coming back saying, no, 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 I want you to do it this way. I want you – and you're like, I'm doing it that way. So what happens is there's a disconnect. So it boils down to our interpretations of the script. So your interpretation of the script okay, is very, very, very important to where you know where you should be using this and where you should not be using it. Because there could be uh, – you know what I love? I love to get these different directions where they're saying, hey, this is a conference. We want you to be professional. We want this to be – you know, there is, there is a bunch of professionals at this and it needs to be strong and authoritative but also conversational. <laughs> what? That makes no sense to me because those are completely different tones. Could you mix them together? Yes. And that's what they're asking but they're really not asking that. They threw in conversational to mean that they don't want a radio announcer's voice. They want your voice to be authoritative. So please just just in your mind always be aware that conversational can also be you know mistaken for you using your own style of voice and not using a hey this is me kind of voice. I call it my stage voice. I always thought it funny when actors, sometimes actors walk on stage and they'll be talking like this and they'll get on stage and they'll be like, I'm on stage now. This is me on stage. And then they go off stage and they're like, hey, how did I do? Was that, was that okay? <laughs> I was, you know, I was trying real hard, right? And you're like, what? <laughs> they become a different person when they step on stage. And even though we're not in front of anybody, right, when we get in front of a mic, we think we've got to perform, Anyways, the point I, I digress, but you get what I'm saying, right? Conversational can also mean you being you with the specific tone they're asking for, not an actual conversational tone. That's where the interpretation comes in. That's where you have to be on your P's and Q's and know what's happening. All right, and the last thing, of course, that you, where you should use this is in your demos and samples. It is a powerful tool to get out there that you are using conversational style reads, and it also tells people that you have that in your arsenal, that you can do that. So you should be publishing your own samples all right, using the conversational tone, and you need to be creating your own work. You don't you can yes, could you use other people's work? Listen, it's so easy to create your own work. I say create your own work. It's not hard. I've gone over many things on this channel about how to create your own samples and your spots, whether you, you know, go to someone's, you know, whether you're looking for copies, you can find it a million different places. Okay? But you should be doing that in your samples and in your demo, you should have a conversational tone. Okay. So now let's move on to why. Why is it important? So you might be like one of those people who are like, Anthony, I do what I do, and it does not involve conversational reads. I am very good at that voice that everyone knows from the movie trailer. I'm the movie trailer guy, right? We, <laughs> okay, we, you know, Don was my man. We get that. But at the same time, it's important because <laughs> it is such a, uh, the day and age we live in, think about it. The day and age we live in is bombarded with fakeness and lies and people trying to deceive us. So what the world really wants is more honesty, 
more truth, more trust. And the way to feel that way, even though it's not because they don't even see us, but the way to feel that way is to be more ourselves, is to express a feeling of realness through our words as opposed to us being those you know noises that no you know that we just now we just throw away okay so that's important why that's important is because of the day and age we live in and the bombardment that we have of online trust issues very important very important for you not to think it is because you have to realize this is a big thing we do. Also, trends. Let's move on to number two. Trends is a big thing. It is a trend, and I don't see it going anywhere. And like I said, it's become such a trend that now conversational has strayed away from being necessarily an adjective to actually being more of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, you could even you could even say a verb, right? Because you could just like when you say Google, we say Google it. You know, Google is a business, but when we say Google it, we're actually meaning search for it. Conversational has started to become that. And it's so important for us to realize that and to understand the differences, but to, to understand that it's so important that we must be able to actively use that type of voice and that tone. And then last, I like to think of our businesses as offering products, meaning that if you offer a conversational tone, if you offer authoritative tone, if you offer a nurturing tone or an enticing tone or an angry tone or a, you know, you offer different types of character voices or impersonations, okay, you're an audiobook narrator. To me, these are all offerings, also products. And conversational tone is one of those. The more you can offer in your business, the more sellable you are going to be. Make sense? I've tried to keep my offerings as open as possible through practice and hard work so that when those opportunities come along, I can continuously pump out samples of a variety of work. I have a large breadth of work. And people can listen to them and then use me, book me, because I have that variety. And I want you to have that variety as well. Okay? All right. So those are the three things of why they are important. All right. Now, I promised you if you stuck around, I was going to give you some three tips that I use to be more conversational. We have arrived. So let's do it. So get your pen and paper. Uh, or you just go back and watch the video <laughs> when it's done again because they're not going anywhere because they're everywhere. All right, so the first tip, and I absolutely love this tip, and this revolutionized my business and the way I speak when it comes to voice acting. Because as an actor, we are taught, a stage actor, to speak from the diaphragm, okay? Have a big voice, be able to carry to the back. We should be able to speak so that no one in the house ever has an issue hearing you. As a voice actor, that's not what we want to be doing. Okay? And a great tip, and I got this. I can't say it's from me. I got it from Bill DeWeese. But he was so right, and he does this really well, and I've started doing it. It works really well. Instead of speaking from your diaphragm, speak from your throat. 
Now, this is such a weird contradiction to everything that we have learned when speaking correctly. But the reality is, is that when we are speaking more from here, it changes our voice from being this perfect, amazing voice to being more of a voice that is less, you know, less, what do I, less perfect. And I just said perfect. I'll say it again. Less perfect. But it, it, it changes it into, it sounds, you know, um, I, mine, mine turns into a gravelly tone. Okay. It turns into a gravelly tone and not as, you know, uh, forceful. Yours might be something else. It doesn't have to be gravelly. But I find that when we do talk, right, I, you know, if you start talking from here as opposed to talking from here. So, like, you can tell. So if I'm talking from here, right, I have this deep, calm, this, this, this different voice, and it sounds just more booming. It sounds bigger because what I'm doing is I'm talking from here from the, from the back of the backside of my throat, pushing out from my stomach. It's a great voice if I am trying to be, you know, more authoritative. But if I'm trying to be a little more conversational, you'll see what I do is I turn to this. And in this voice, it gives a gravelly nature, but it, it, it's like it reduces your guard. It brings your guard down. It allows you to play around with different pitches and to hear how it changes in, the, in your voice. It's not nasally. Even though I actually have somewhat of a nasally tone myself, just that it is what it is. Not, you know, um, but that gravelly voice gives me a lot less of that boomy nature of being so loud and vibrant. You've got to practice this. And what you'll notice is, and, and it becomes, this has become my money, my money voice, my, my pocket. When I get into that, and you can hear it when I get into that, right? That's become my bread and butter. All right. Now, tip number two, when we are speaking authoritative and confidently, one thing that we are taught all the time and works like a charm is to end your sentences on a down pitch. Right. So when we are confident about something, especially and this actually helps like for me as being a teacher or someone, if you're used to speaking to, to uh, an audience or telling somebody something that you are sure about, we always are going to end down because we are confident about it. It shows confidence. Deeper voices show confidence, not because of, you know, necessarily, um, necessarily what your genetics are, but because we just uh, our brains pick up on the idea that when we are confident, okay, we end down. It is a sign of confidence, right? So when we are talking conversationally, the next tip is to not end down, okay? It's okay to end down some of the times, but don't end down all the time. Like, for example, as I'm talking to you and I I go into that money pocket that I was talking to you about, you know, that I have, and I start having more of a conversation with you, you can tell that I don't end down all the time. Because when we do that, I'm talking at you, not with you. That's an important distinction to make. I don't want to talk at you. I want to talk with you. 
I want to have a conversation with you. And when you have a conversation with someone, there is a give and take, which means you don't say, this is the way it is. Have a great day. You might, but that's not going to get you a very good conversation. A good conversation is a back and forth. And when there's a back and forth, there is not as much, um, there's not as much confidence all the time. Okay. There is more of questions being asked and, you know, not so much being sure all the time, but it's more that give and take. Make sense? So for tip number two, as you're reading, try to see where you cannot end down at the end of every sentence. I'm not saying never to end down, but I'm saying try places where you can leave leave the end floating in the middle. Play around with the pitches on your endings. That will help you be more conversational because it won't leave this idea that it's your way or the highway. It will leave the idea that you and I are having a back and forth conversation as opposed to you telling me the way it is. Okay? That's tip number two. The last tip and probably one of the most important things but – the diff- most difficult, I think, to figure out is something that we call, at least in the acting world, in the voice acting world, we call coloring your words. And what coloring your words means is to li- like take your inflection, your speed, tempo, pauses, and every single sentence or paragraph or sentences or what you're saying, I want you to color them using those things. As you've been listening to me, Right, I have a wide pitch, a wide range. I talk up here and I come down here. I do all these different things. I stop and pause for you to think. I speed up. I get louder if I have a specific point and I get passionate about it. There's so much color within that. It's not just one way is the highway and this is the way I talk. Right? We don't do that. Or it's not... I talk like this and every other up, whether you have the word, I go up and I go down and I go up and I go down. You know what I'm talking about. There's people who talk like that. And if you've ever gotten feedback that you sound like a robot, When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Right? That's what that means, that we're not coloring our words. So in order to do this effectively, you want to go through your your sentences first and foremost, and you want to start to add some of these things, right? Inflection, meaning that there's certain types of emphasis that you put on different words, You can go up in pitch. You can go down in pitch. You can do all these different things to emphasize a word, right? I talked about tempo, how fast you go, all right? Pauses. You know, the tempo is kind of like, you know, what, how how are you, is, is your piece moving along lyrically or is it moving along, you know, more staccato or, you know, I know I'm using musical music type terms, but, you know, what is the tempo? How is each sentence running? Is it the same or is it different? 
the speed. Do you speed up? Do you slow down? Do you go fast, slow, fast, 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 slow, 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 fast? Right? What's the speed? And then there's pauses. You can pause before a word or you can pause after a word. Right? You can do that and that's have those have different feelings. All of that stuff can help you turn something that is uh, very uh, authoritative or very, you know, stern and proper into something more conversational, more interesting to listen to. The last thing, and this is more of a bonus, I don't have this tip down, but this is something that I notice, especially when, you know, you're trying to make things more real. When you and I talk in a conversation, I want you, you know, actually, the next time you have a conversation with someone, all right, I want you to pay attention to how many different emotions and feelings that you or that person that you're talking to portrays in one single sentence. Because when we talk, we don't often talk and complete one idea, one sentence, that's it. Meaning like many of the sentences we talk have different ideas and thoughts throughout that sentence. Meaning when I'm talking to you, I might have a question within that as well as a point all being made at the same time using different coloring with my voice. I might start a sentence and stop it and then begin another sentence right, that contradicts that sentence or adds credence to that sentence. The point I'm trying to make to you is I want you to go beyond just reading words on a paper. I want you to start looking at them as if you're telling a story with those words. And those words mean all sorts of things only if you can color them effectively. Because if not, then it's boring. It's not heightened life. That's what acting is. That's what drama is, is heightened life. All right, you guys. I got on a little pedestal there. (laughs) I hope that this has helped you today on how to be more conversational, giving you some tips and some, some, some tricks on what you can do, why you should do it, where you should do it, what it is, et cetera. At this point, I know I haven't I've been paying attention to any of the comments or anything, but if you have any comments or you have any questions, go ahead and put them up now. I'd love to answer them. Let's see who we've got. I want to welcome. We have a bunch of people coming and going on Instagram. The man with the voice, uh, Sam Kelser, Hans Acoustic, uh, Losma the Monkey. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, JC. Uh, let's see. Over on YouTube, we've got. Angela, Boss Cyanide, Ben. What's up, Ben? We've got Walter at Facebook, John on Facebook, Kevin on YouTube, Nick, B-Dog at 45. We've got, uh, let's see, who else we've got? We've got McDonald KNK, Kevin. All right, let's see what you guys, conversational, high AP, hey, conversational tends to allow you to be more slightly flexible with punctuation and enunciation. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a lot less, you know, formed. Hi, Anthony. Hey, AP. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, know exactly what you mean, AP. Mine is usually either my Google or PNG spot. I'm trying to remember what I was saying with that. Uh, as an athlete, I understand the importance of good warm up and cool down, but why would you want to warm up your voice? Apologies if this is a stupid question. John, that's a great question. Um, so if you think about your voice, just like anything else, as a muscle, even when you speak, the reality is, is the more 
that you do it, the more you warm up your mouth, meaning like you really get your lips and your mouth and wide open, the more able you are to speak clearly and effectively, but more importantly, be able to do what you want to do with your voice. When we are speaking, not being paid for to speak, who cares what we sound like? But I find that people who don't do this have a lot more trouble being clear with their words. They have trouble actually speaking in a manner in which can be understood, but also the manipulation of what you're trying to do is a lot more difficult because you are not fully in control of everything. Remember, since we talk a lot, well, you might talk a lot, you might not talk a lot, but what I'm saying is, is you don't always think about how you are sounding, what are you actually saying, what is it registering to other people. But when we're doing this professionally, just like singers, you warm up for many reasons. Also, you don't want to hurt your voice. But more importantly to me, it's getting you in a place physically, but also mentally, where you can be at the top of your game. It is a way for you to collect yourself, the moment, and to prepare yourself for what's ahead, physically and mentally. That's what a warm-up is. It's just as important mentally as it is physically. It's a great question, John. Nick, yeah, I find myself mimicking the radio commercials all the time. That's a great thing. Uh, Nick says, can't help it sometimes. Uh, Ben, know what you mean, Nick. Loving the are you taking the bus ads at the moment makes me laugh every time. Angela, makes sense. John, I was thinking of a quote from my music lessons. Don't be flat, be sharp. But also be natural. That's funny. Uh, Hi, what's up, everybody? I, too, have an issue with nasal sounds and such. Hey, don't worry about that. I mean, I. it is who we are. Make it a part of what you do. I do it. Warm-ups actually help me. Positioning my voice helps me. The tone in which helps me. I found that at a young age, in order to sing higher, because I I was a, a singer as well, I tried to do everything I could to get higher. And what happened was, is I would position my notes so high, it became very nasally. That's how I taught myself. It wasn't a correct way to do it, but I ended up teaching myself that way. So it became a habit. But it also becomes something, too, when you're sick. But the positioning of your words... And the sounds that you are creating in your throat, where they are going, what you are doing, you notice I can I can go up here and I can move them to the front of my mouth. I can move them to the back of my throat. All of those different things are something that you and I should work on trying to know what we can and cannot do. But don't worry about the nasal thing. All right. It, it's I have it. It doesn't matter. It, you can be successful at this business with whatever. Um, let's see. I too, uh, late taking, talking to my chicken. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Off topic. You mentioned phone patch earlier. Can you create a future video regarding phone patch? Walter, Walter Brine. I have videos on there. Sorry. Uh, yes. Warm up. So actually I did a whole entire video on all sorts of different ways to use phone patch and all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know if I've done one on Source Connect or IPDTL, so I might have spoken too soon, Walter. I apologize. But I definitely have a really good one on phone patch. All right. Warm-ups help a lot, as does warm cup of coffee or tea. Yes. 
Do you have or can you do a video focused on warming up? Different exercise, how to develop your own. I too would love this. I will think about it because these are going to be part of the courses that I'm going to be developing that each specific tone and read style that I'll be coming out with also has a set of warm-ups that I use and I've developed as well. So it would be too much to put into just a video of me sitting here for an hour doing different warm-ups and it's not sound very fun. But anyways, um, it does help a lot. <laughs> but thank you so much for your recommendation. All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I think end this now today. Thank you so much for watching. If you get a chance, please like this, retweet it if you're on Twitter, uh, follow me, subscribe, do all that jazz, anything you can. I really appreciate it. And thank you for watching today. Tomorrow is Friday. So I will see you tomorrow around one. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. Take it easy. Peace. Goodbye.